0: Welcome to Fandom and Wellness, a podcast about the complex relationship between fandom and mental health.
1: Disclaimer: We are not psychiatrists or psychologists. We are just fangirls with a vested interest in mental health. I'm
2: Arkita, I'm Jenny, and I'm Danielle, and this week we'll be talking about The Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: This is Halloween. Uh, obviously, this is for our, this is our Halloween episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for those who couldn't tell. Our everyday episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, how old were you guys when you first saw the movie, and what did it mean to you?
1: So, this movie actually came out when I was, like, two years old. So, I definitely didn't see it when it came out. I think I saw it when I was, like, 11 or 12 for the okay. first time. So, like a long time or some time had passed Um, and it was a fun movie I think you know it was something that I enjoyed because it seemed different than all of the things that I was used to seeing at the time which really the movies I was seeing was just Disney movies so it was like a different kind of Disney movie it's pretty
2: spooky for a kids movie
1: it is I enjoyed <laughs> that it was a movie that was spooky but I wasn't too afraid of it <laughs>
2: Yeah, I didn't see this until uh, I want to say a freshman in high school when I was already, you know.
0: Even older. Yeah. Super
2: goth. Super goth. (laughs) Super goth, super punk, whatever. Uh, And (laughs) yeah, and I just like immediately loved it. (laughs) What about you, Jenny?
0: I don't really remember when I saw it. I just remembered that I've seen it before and it was fine. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was fine. It was nice. It was I
2: I saw it. Uh, my like um my art teacher played it one day in class, and I, I watched it with my friends in that class. And I was just like, oh, have I never seen this." <laughs> I will say that I rewatching it as an adult.
1: I think I enjoy it more than I would mm-hmm. have than I did as a child. And I feel I think it's just because. I missed so much. I missed so many details when I was younger. And now that I'm older and I'm like, oh, I'm actually smart. I can pay attention. Like You catch on to a couple of things that are... But you were smart then, too. Uh, I mean, I wasn't stupid, but like, <laughs> that common sense factor of 11-year-old me was not there.
0: I don't remember the cre- The more creepy scenes, like the kids singing about <laughs> kidnapping Santa. Um <laughs> Likely because I blocked it out of my mind Because that's super fucked up <sighs> um, <laughs> It was. I, just, I also realized that nothing kind of happens For like a very long time
2: Yeah, I'm okay with that though Because I think the songs are so good
1: <laughs> Yeah, I definitely had the soundtrack And I think they had re-released it A few, not even a few years ago Like a good decade ago Where it was all covers Yes <laughs> I oh. have that.
2: Yeah, it's like metal covers.
1: <laughs> metal covers, Amy Lee's cover of Sally's song. Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I. Uh, this is the movie that I know literally every single line to. Wow. And I was like sewing one day while it was playing in the background and just like saying all the lines. And I was like, oh, that's happening. Okay. Um,
0: it, It's just like muscle memory almost, yes. right?
2: Yes, Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you both obviously know that I that me and Ben got married just as Jack and Sally. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. So, like my my wedding dress romper was Sally, and he had a Jack suit on, and then all of our like uh, groomsmen and bridesmaids had like <laughs> like uh, lock, shock, barrel Oogie, all of them right and whatnot. <laughs> so cute, <laughs> like themed Disney bound outfits on.
1: <laughs> I enjoy that Disney bound. I'm gonna make that a thing. I'm gonna do a Disney uh, I only
2: finished my dress because Arkita and I finished sewing it together on the party bus on the way oh to gosh. and from Coney Island. Oh my I god. Was like,
1: oh my god, hand sewing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't do I that like, ever. I was like,
1: Hi, please sit next to me and help me. And she's like, Yeah, okay. Who's <laughs> <laughs> so young and eager and willing. But I think I enjoyed it. It was a fun wedding. It it was beautiful. You guys dressed as both Jack and Sally. So I guess with that, I kind of want to segue into like Jack Skellington and his depression. I also rewatched this movie last night just to preface this. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, wow, he is in super denial. Like he just does not (laughs) want to get help. Like I was watching it last night. I was like, dude. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What about you guys? What do you
2: think? Uh, yeah, I think this whole movie would have been, like, three minutes long if it was just, like, him listening to Sally and going to therapy.
1: (laughs) Right, yes. Honestly, she was telling him, this is wrong, you shouldn't do this, this is going to end badly.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, like, I, like, I view... I mean, I don't know if anyone listened to our healthy escapism episode with Taylor Deathridge, uh, but I view him taking over Christmasland or Christmas town or whatever as unhealthy escapism.
0: Yes, very much so in a in a destructive way for himself and everyone around him. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> oh man.
2: Yes i I think a lot of people like. Jack's character because, like, his depression humanizes him.
0: Yeah, and it's, like, it almost gives people permission to, like, be revered and celebrated and still be depressed. You know what I mean? Like, yes. You don't have to have a super shitty life to be depressed. Sometimes you're just depressed, you know?
2: Yeah, it, um, it, it reminds me of, like, Robin Williams and, like, other famous celebrities. I mean, I bring him up because he's, like the one that I think of when I think of like a celebrity who really like made people laugh and entertain people. And when he died uh, by suicide, everyone was like, wait, what? How can someone that like quote unquote happy be that depressed? Mm -hmm. So I think that Jack's depression and um, his, like his songs about like Jack's lament and whatever, about how like no one can understand how he's feeling. It really shows how like, Someone who, according to like the public eye, basically like has it all, mm-hmm. can still feel like they're missing a huge chunk from themselves, right, and, and just sound- like yeah, and like the yeah, and like the loneliest feeling is to just feel like nobody understands you,
1: right, I mean, to add on top of all of that, he is kind of the king of Halloween, he's the one that does all of the planning with the city, so he mm-hmm. feel he must feel an immense amount of pressure, and all he mm-hmm. wants is like. To step away. Yeah. Even if only for a brief moment, but he never gets that chance.
2: Yeah. Yeah, everyone looks to him. What were you talking about Sally? She kind of
0: sees that, like, well, she follows him. And, (laughs) like, she can see what's underneath that, like, jovial uh, entertainer kind of facade, you know? Um, Yeah. And she feels exactly the same way, so...
2: Yeah. Okay. This is a critique I've heard a lot of. Sally is that she stalks Jack, and I just want to say Sally was already in the graveyard when Jack walked into it. (laughs) She was on a mission to get some fucking poison, and Jack came in, and she was like, "Oh, hey, what's like the like king of the freaking town celebrity singing about? Oh shit, he's depressed. Now I love him."
1: I mean, is that not how we all fell in love with our crushes? Yeah, like, oh, they actually have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, it's not stalking. Like, she was there, and then he comes up with this bright idea, and the entire time she's like, don't do this. Yeah. So it's like, she's kind of just watching out for him, not stalking. Yeah. Well, sh-
0: she does follow him to to the tower, but to, like... Provide with substance, you know? That,
2: she doesn't follow him to the tower. That's A his, little bit. He, look, <laughs> he lives there. She goes to visit him. So, look, I view Sally as someone who is an abuse victim. Right. Of Dr. Finkelstein, her right. creator. Obvious, obviously, like, Sally's meant to be, like, uh, Frankenstein. Uh, oh, Frankenstein's monster, sorry. Yeah. Dr. Finkelstein is Frankenstein uh yeah duh. Uh, <laughs> and so like he basically views her as an extension of himself like we mm-hmm. all know the your mind you know i may do quote like yep. he doesn't let her do anything so when sally realizes jack is also depressed although in my opinion it's a very different type of depression mm-hmm. um i i view her as like when she goes to like give him that bottle or, or that basket, like with the butterfly bottle and all that stuff. Like I, I feel like it's just her like, okay, like I want to go give him this gift just to like do something nice for him. But I don't want to actually like spend time with him right now. Cause I'm a fucking abuse victim and I'm not ready for like that type of relationship at the moment. Right. Like, I just want to know that like he has like a nice thing.
1: Yes. Also like going off what you said, wanting him to have a nice thing, because she she kind of knows what it's like to not feel that way or not have those nice things. So, yeah. kind of giving yeah. a little bit of herself just to make somebody else feels
2: good. Exactly. Yeah, because she's used to being forced to give all of herself, basically.
0: But this is her willingly doing <laughs> right. it. Right, it's something that she can do of her own volition and
2: her own choice. Yes, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, because um, abuse victims usually don't have control over their life at all. So, like, it's a big thing for her to be able to do that. Like, when she jumps out of the, the window, like, you can see in her expression that she is, like, like happy to be doing that. Like, it's not, like, a upsetting thought to her. Like, all right, I might get hurt jumping out this window. She's like, okay, this is a, a choice that I'm making right now.
0: Right. And, like, it also tells you what someone is willing to do to get away.
2: <laughs> which yeah. Which is
0: jump out a window and... You know, have yeah. all your limbs detached just for I mean, a second. I mean, we're obviously
2: not condoning jumping out of a window, but no. Sally's already dead and is a master seamstress and can sew her body back together. So yeah, well, <laughs> it's a little bit different in this scenario. Yeah, it's a little um, different. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, just, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. And just, and she has to like, keep going back to Dr. Finkelstein, like in one of the first scenes that you, that we see her, like she detaches her arm when he grabs her to like run away. and right. She has to go back to get her arm in the same way that, like, abusers tend to hold things, like, like money over their victims. Like, like usually, like, they won't, like, victims won't have, like, their own bank account. Right. So they, they can't, like, go get their own place. Like, things like that. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be there. He locks her away in a tower. She flinches when he's yelling at her. <laughs> like, yeah. it's...
1: He's an abuser. He is just an abuser, Dr. Finkelstein. And there, there's like no other way of seeing the movie without seeing how abusive he is towards Sally. But nobody, the thing that bothers me the most about it is that nobody else notices it. And it's one of those things that when but, but that's someone is an abuser, it's like mm-hmm. this person's doing it and they're all like, well, he's not that way with me, so it can't be true.
2: But that's real. Like, Jack goes and asks him for advice and to build those reindeer and stuff, like, as if Dr. Finkelstein's a good guy. Right. That's fucking real. People don't call out abusers if they're helping them.
0: Yeah. And I guess he's kind of like a father figure, right? I would say, like, an abusive father figure, most of all. Especially the I made you part. Yes. Because I'm sure parents have said that oh, to their uh, kids yeah I but <laughs>
2: yeah. it's not like my parents aren't quite like that but my mom definitely views me as an extension of her mm-hmm. and ha- like has literally said like <laughs> she made me like I came from her like yeah so I have to like do the thing she wants me to do you know what I mean I don't know I have very strong feelings about how like children do not owe their parents for being born right you owe your parents respect if your parents are respecting you,
0: yeah, and i I can understand a parent like saying, "I made you when maybe like their kid does something super terrible, but like if you're if I'm like <laughs> if I'm like you know for example, not drinking the tea you made me because it tastes bad, and you're <laughs> you're saying like <laughs> I'm so offended that um, you won't drink my tea because I made you. I'm like, that's a little overdramatic.
2: Are you talking about your mother right now? No,
1: I would <laughs> no, never. But like, no, going off of that, the whole "I made you" thing. You, I mean, I know we're not necessarily talking about parenting, but I think a hard thing for a lot of parents to understand, especially like my mother growing up, is yes, you made this child, but they are entirely their own entity Mm -hmm. yes your dna is in them as long as with the other person you like had this child with but they have their own likes dislikes personalities and that's sally she's not like him and she does not want to be like him and he needs to learn how to let that go and let her be her own person yeah so what does he
0: do so what does he do he creates a creation that (gasps) is exactly like him oh
2: my god they literally use half his brain, too.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, so it's so weird. So weird. Yeah. So what are we saying about Sally? Uh,
2: that she, that like, yeah, like, she, she's trying to tell him that, like, she she basically needs more freedoms, and I feel like she's trying to say, like, you know, she would enjoy, or like, she would be able to live there and, like, help him with whatever he needs help with, like, if he could just, like... Give her some freedoms, right? But he's like, no, no, no. no. It's a phase. Like, you just need more punishments. Yeah. I've also heard the critique. Sorry, I, I I've been listening to a lot of critiques of the movie, and I do agree with a lot of them. But I don't agree with critiques of Sally a lot of the time because, like, another critique I heard is like, oh, like, well, Sally is just like you know, always sees like the domesticated side of Sally, and this and that. It's like, yeah, but she doesn't want to be that. She's Mm -hmm. forced. She's forced to cook and clean for him.
1: Right. Yeah. Like she yeah. doesn't want to be doing that. Why else would she be poisoning him? <laughs> oh, I. Like, oh, that's so domestic poisoning. <laughs> like- <laughs> if you can't make your own poison, store bought poison is just fine. But it's like well, the mo-
2: it's like well, basically like the movie is only showing the investigated sides of Sally, and it's like because she's an abuse victim who is being forced to do these domesticated things. Right. Like you yeah. don't get to see these other things that she wants to do. Because she's not getting to do them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we do get to see her, like, um, make, like, premonitions and stuff, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a little witchy, which I love. But yeah, Dr. Finkelstein. The worst. The yeah. The worst. Yeah, he's a narcissist with a god complex. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> in, in my opinion. Yes.
1: So other characters within the movie, um, the mayor or the... Two Faced Man. It's really weird that he does that where he's he's literally like, what is that movie called? The Exorcist? Oh. Where he's like spinning his head around. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought of when I saw The Mayor. I was like, ooh. When
2: What what was your opinion when you first saw him? Because I the very, very first time I saw this movie, I thought he was gonna be like a villain.
1: I liked him. Mm-hmm. I just thought <laughs> Okay, so this is where I really liked the mayor's character and I didn't really see too many like he didn't have the best traits possible. But um I enjoyed him. I I think I liked him a lot because he was always so frazzled and like super high anxiety and <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh my god, that's kind of like me." <laughs> and he's like, "I need help. Somebody do this. Jack, I need you." And I enjoyed that. I thought he was funny.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I would assume that, that they're either trying to depict someone with bipolar or maybe DID or something with, like, multiple personalities. Like, the only depictions that I, I saw of that as a kid in, in movies, they always ended up being, like, villainized. Right. So immediately when I saw this, I was like, oh, I guess this is going to be, like, one of the villains. So I like that he didn't end up being a villain. Okay. Because, like, oh, okay, he's just, like, really anxious. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, it's interesting because I watched it with my friend and she, like commented on him being like a two-faced politician basically yes. um but like I think I don't think it's as sinister as that because it's because the the other face of a politician isn't an anxiety it's you know what I mean it's like it's a liar <laughs> yeah it's like it's a liar it's like a greedy person and that's not necessarily what he's portraying here I don't think no
2: it's I think it's more like how Tim Burton sometimes tries to make these social cri- like criticisms, but almost always fails at them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is that what, he's-
0: what is? he trying to do? I guess like, my you know, like
2: I think like, I think he is trying to be like. Political leaders tend to be two faced.
0: But that's not exactly what he's but
2: showing. I know, I know, beca- I know because Tim Burton tends to not actually be successful at, show- <laughs> at showing social criticisms. He tends to like give like a taste of it and then like kind of he well, he <laughs>
1: missed the mark if that's what he was going for because this mayor actually seemed like he cared about the town and wanted Halloween Town to yeah,
2: succeed. Absolutely, I, I've I've um I've heard people say before that he's like the perfect organizer for like a social justice organization because <laughs> he's like like the like the day after like the movement you're doing is over he's like oh <laughs> he's like okay ready for the next one let's go <laughs> that's funny <laughs> i love that yeah <laughs> yeah no but i i really like the mayor because he's like like one side is like the face he has to show the public like okay super positive super positive and then a second later he's like why?
0: <laughs> this is exactly what we talk about where we're at a convention and we literally yes. change our yes. face at the last second when no one's looking or when we're super anxious or whatever. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, exactly. it's really interesting. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> um, okay. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the actual setting and about Halloween Town and, by extension, the rest of the towns. But, like, I- I'm I'm trying to think because... Jack made Christmas terrifying, but do the kids also get that? Do, do they actually get that terrifying stuff during the Halloween season? Is
1: that, you know what I mean? That's what I wanted to know. I You know, that's a good question, because I never thought about it that
2: way. Is it
1: terrifying because
0: it's ha- happening on Christmas and
2: not Halloween? It could be that. Well, I don't think that these kids... So, okay, so like... I don't. I don't think that the kids are receiving like presents on Halloween. I no. I so like okay. There's like a lot of theories that Halloween Town is the afterlife, and
1: oh,
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> which I wholeheartedly disagree with.
0: Okay. I, um, I don't. I don't there. understand how. Like for example, where is Jack coming from when he comes in at the first movie in the first in the first scene of the movie?
2: So I believe that on halloween ho- like the the members of halloween town can enter the real world okay just like how um on christmas like santa can enter the real world right. to like deliver all the gifts so like like my reason for thinking this is because like for one he like doesn't know what christmas town or all these other holidays are so obviously they're not entering the real world the rest of the year and also if they had died and this is the afterlife, wouldn't they know what all these holidays are? True.
0: Also, like, at this point, though, they should know what Christmas is because people are putting up decorations
1: by Halloween at this point. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not in this fictional world. Let's think in a little, I think, I dude. mean, also, I am listening <laughs> to Christmas music right now. I'm sorry. I'm okay, listening well then- to Wham. Like, what do you... <laughs>
2: okay well then there should also be like a hanukkah land and stuff but there isn't because there's only christian right. holidays in this yeah. fucking movie uh but anyway um you i i agree with that so i yeah so i basically yeah so like i i think that the different lands are basically like like the easter bunny land like like yeah. ben was like what is this just like an all christian land and i was like no i think it's literally a bunch of bunnies and they're like and they're like and make maybe chickens, and they're like, the chickens are producing eggs all year, and the bunnies are collecting them. And then on Easter, the bunnies like go into the world and distribute the eggs, like for the Easter egg hunts. And like, right. I think Christmas land is like all year, the elves are like making the toys. And then on Christmas, Santa goes right. in and distributes the toys. And I think on Halloween, all year, they're prepping for like what scares they're gonna make on Halloween. And then on Halloween, they get to go and make their scares. And every year, Jack makes the most scares, and that is why he is the king. Halloween Town because he, like, wins their, like, essentially, like, their contest of, like... Like, uh, you know Avril Monsters?
1: Yes. No. Yes, I remember that show. Avril Monsters. It was, like, an old show on Nickelodeon.
2: Avril Monsters, they have to go into... Or, or um... Monsters, um, Inc. Yes, thank you. Or Monsters, Inc. Um, for a more current... Like, like, they have to go and they have to collect screams, basically.
0: I think this is obvious to me. I think this is obvious... Like, I don't think there's any question about that.
2: I agree, but this is not a theory that most people think. Most people think that it's the afterlife. But that I doesn't do make any sense. I agree. That doesn't make any sense. I just think that his, his, the place that he scares is as a pumpkin. Like, I think he's just like that, like, that's his scare post. Like, at, like he is a, like a scarecrow type pumpkin, and that's how he's scaring people on Halloween. It's so, like what we're seeing when we go into the door is Jack basically entering back into Halloween town. Yes. And then the opening scene is just like their parade. Like, yeah, we, we did it. Good job, guys. Like, we have a year to prepare for next year.
0: Okay, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I, like, I, it's, it seems like that's a fact to me. That's all. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Well, good. Like, what that's- else could it be? You know what I mean? Like, it, it could be a combination of that and is the afterlife.
2: I don't think it's the afterlife. People. So pe- the theory is that people think that these characters all died, and there are different ways that the characters died. Mm-hmm. Like, Jack burnt to death, and, like, Oogie Boogie was Jesus. skinned, and oh my God, was found guys- days later, and, like, like, sewed it. And, like, in the afterlife, he used burlap sack to, like, sew his body, and that's how it holds all the bugs. I don't know. Just, like... And like the thri- and like Lock, Shock, and Barrel were like, uh, like one was drowned, one was, oh my god, um, froze to death, and one was like, I don't know, they don't know. So what, I think what, these shock. are
0: like, quote unquote, fun theories.
2: I can't call them that fun, um, but like these are theories that most people think that the members of Halloween Down died, and now this is the afterlife. And I'm like, I- there, are- it's such a small amount of beings. Why would it be the afterlife?
0: Right. I mean, I, I just say let. People think what they want to think. Of it. people love doing fan theories nowadays. Like, oh yeah, I just want to talk about yeah. Our theories. Yeah, but like I said before, are they? They they must be fucking terrifying because <laughs> they go in. They do terrify everybody, and it's yeah. because it's Christmas that they don't expect it. If it was Halloween, would they expect to be that
1: terrified? I guess is the question. I would assume not. Not looking for scares on
2: Christmas. No, I mean in. No, ha- no, no. On She Halloween. means on- but- yes. I think yes. on Halloween, like the kids in the real world, yeah. are like, oh, it's a skeleton. I don't think that they necessarily realize it's a real skeleton. <laughs> I think it's more like stuff of stuff of nightmares. But then again, I don't know because this is a world where people believe Santa is real, right? Like, like the adults believe Santa is real. I
1: mean, he is real.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Okay.
1: Um- <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, look, look,
2: look, Ben and I are the only Reichmans in Texas, so I'm not going to comment here on Santa being
1: real.
0: We have the
2: only blue lights in the neighborhood in December.
1: They believe in Santa Claus. There's nothing wrong with that.
2: It's okay. You can believe whatever you want to believe. But I'm just saying, I'm wait, do you, you actually myth- believe in Santa Claus? No,
1: I'm not. I'm saying in the context of these movie that adults really believe in Santa Claus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I okay. mean, he could exist. He's just not giving <laughs> me presents <laughs> cuz you're a bad girl. Um
2: Yeah, but no, but no, but seriously. So this is this is a world where like it's like okay, Santa is real. Right. Yes. So theoretically, I guess people could be like, "Oh my god, that- that skeleton is real.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. But it's it's
2: almost it well, it's almost like a fairy tale land. Yeah, right. The real world is almost like a fairy tale land. Yeah. Yes.
1: So back to what you said about Be- Oogie Boogie being skinned alive. I thought he was the Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember that movie? Yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah. that it traumatized me as a child, and I want to go back and watch it. But I want to watch it in the daytime with somebody next to me. Yeah.
0: What is Candyman? Like, what is his?
1: his I don't even remember, but all I remember is him being consumed by insects and bees. And he's just like... Is he made of insects and bees? No, I think he was a real person. Look, I watched this movie as a child, and I should not have been watching this movie.
2: Yeah, I I remember Candyman as well. Um, Do you remember what it was about? I don't, but I know his face had like... Bees and stuff all over it for some reason. So even, kind of bug. You know, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say bees are great and um, demonized <laughs> and bees for some reason.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, that was the 1990s. Yes. So he was a murderer. Oh. oh okay. Was he like a supernatural character?
1: Yes. Okay. It's like you had to summon him.
0: Mm, yes.
2: The character actor was black, though, right? Which is, like, that's kind of interesting because there weren't that many, like, horror movies no. where the lead was black.
1: Yeah, I think Jordan Peele is doing a remake of it for next year. Oh, yeah, yes, Yes, but I'm reading the little, like, blurb about it. I hope it, he uses and it wasps, said,
2: wasps and not bees.
1: Oh, yeah, wasps, Peele, wasps sure are yeah. awful. But it says, <laughs> the focus of this movie was on themes of race, social class, and inner, in inner city states. And I'm like... Or inner city United States. Now I'm like, oh, maybe I should rewatch this movie, but again in the daytime with right. somebody,
2: maybe Jenny. Um, I don't do scary movies.
1: Same.
2: That's fair. I don't like I know, to be I know that you guys don't because you wouldn't do an episode on us. Um,
1: <laughs> anyway, they took one of my favorite hip hop songs and made it creepy. out
2: I know ben, ben plays it on the trumpet all the time. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'll send it to you as a belated <laughs> birthday present.
1: <laughs> I don't know about
0: that. Yes. <laughs> <talking> about <laughs> I don't know about that for Arkita. Mm, um, I'll anyways. watch
2: it one day. Anyway, so Oogie Buggy.
0: Did you find him scary as a child?
2: I found him off putting.
0: Okay. I found him attractive. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> He's
1: a sack of bugs.
2: I found Jack attractive.
1: He's so skinny, though.
2: Yup. <laughs> I was very goth.
0: That's why I was like, Jack is like, he's not like that scary. I thought like, there's much scarier things in Halloween Town. So I was Ogi's like...
2: he's tra- charming, though.
1: He's charming. He's got a nice voice. He's protective. What? He's of, I, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't know, I know do that one. Why. I don't know why the attraction was there, but I was attracted to Oogie Boogie or Boogie Man. Oogie Boogie.
2: Okay, well, not so fun fact: uh, Oogie Boogie is the only black voice actor in *Night Before Christmas*. Kevin Page, other than the Undersea Gal. The Undersea Gal has like what, like three lines or something? I think I all in even, song.
0: I don't even know who that is.
2: She's, like, the green character that's, like, in the lagoon. Like, oh, um. yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, he's obviously voiced by a black act- actor.
2: He is, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's, like, very coded. Like, his lair is obviously, like, meant to be New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And he's the villain. Right. He's the villain of the movie, and he's the only black voice actor with, like, a prominent role in the movie. Yep. That is a problem. (laughs) Like a big problem. So Tim Burton. I mean I loved, loved, loved this movie. I mean I still love this movie. I stopped caring about his movies at some point when I was younger, when I was like, These are getting real white. These are just No, they (laughs) weren't.
1: They I think I noticed it when I was graduating high school, because I grew up watching Tim Burton movies. Not, not, not grew up, but like there was something I watched frequently in my childhood, and I think around the time that Sweeney Todd came out, and don't get that me wrong, that was one of the last I, ones
2: that I watched, and then I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think that was it, and I was like, I love Sweeney Todd, I loved the musical, I love. I also love Helena Bonham Carter, but I saw it and I was like, you know, I'm getting a little tired of this. Because it's like, at the time I was very emo. So I was like, yeah, I wear black too. Like, why are there no black people in black?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Tim Burton, after making Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, was basically called out on the fact that he really only casts pale, 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 White actors. Mm -hmm. Um, I know Sam Jackson was cast in that movie. Yes. He, like, made up the role for him. But Sam Jackson is also, like, a huge star. Right. So that's basically, like, saying, okay, I'll cast a black actor if he already is, like, very, very prominent. So this was in 2016. Tim Burton's response was, nowadays, people are talking about it more. Things either call for things or they don't. I remember back when I was a child watching The Brady Bunch and they started to get all politically correct, like, okay, let's have an Asian child and a black. I used to get more offended by that than just, I grew up watching black exploitation movies, right? I said, that's great. I didn't like, okay, there should be more white people in these movies. What the fuck?
1: Not only is it nonsense, <laughs> you know that quote where we're well not even a quote where it's like a Pokemon hurt itself trying to. <laughs> I think you hurt <laughs> yourself. That's literally my response to all international stuff I, mean, I they not believe sense. He you-
0: said he used blacksploit. It's in the fucking name, black exploitation. Like,
2: but but also black exploitation movies have white people in them. Yeah, has he seen do. a black exploitation movie? Because they have white people in them, <laughs> and they're but, called black exploitation movies. Like, I, don't, I, I. It's like you can, like, you can hear the stupidity in his quote in my voice as I'm reading that. Like, <sighs> just like, what do I say? What do I say? How do I make this better? I know by making it worse. <laughs> like,
1: so many of his movies. I really enjoyed as a child. And it's like, I can't go on supporting a man that doesn't see black people in this lens because we exist in day-to-day life. Like we exist in this world. Also that I I remember specifically when this movie was coming out and he created this role for Samuel Jackson, he was the villain in it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He and, was only for black people who the villain. <laughs> sir. Sir. Why yeah. are all the white people innocent and so- the one black person, the villain?
2: I'm sorry, it is racist to only put black people in your movies if they are the villain. Mm-hmm. Also, white people really need to stop caring so much about being called racist and like actually caring about how black people feel. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, y- He needs a PR person who is going to answer questions for him if that's going to be his answer. Yes.
1: and But also to say things like, they started getting politically correct. Like, let's have an Asian and let's have a black. A black, first oh. of all. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what's politically correct about having a diverse cast when in reality the world
2: is diverse? I have heard people um, defend him and be like, what he means is basically like, during these time periods, it didn't make sense to just put in that character just to put in that character like it like like if he had put in um just like random black characters during that uh like that era like Like, they weren't there then or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about?
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I watched Poldark and the last season we had a black lady and I was like, yes, Kitty Despard, fuck it up. If you could have a black woman in an 1800s period drama, you damn fucking well can have it now. Or in whatever Tim Burton movies made.
0: Like, also, when he was a child is also different when than when he was making movies than when he's making movies now. You know what I mean? Like this was in two thousand sixteen. Exactly two thousand sixteen.
2: I don't know. I like it's funny because like I, I, I you know I view Nightmare Nightmare Before Christmas with so much nostalgia. Like I said, literally, husband and I <laughs> dressed as this for our wedding. Like mm-hmm. it's. Uh, <laughs> It sucks to have to like watch this movie and be like, "Man, fuck Tim Burton." But like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like real you, though. But like, it's, it's hard.
0: It's 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 a com- right. You you think about this, these conversations about whether you can still like something when you think about the context of who's in it and who made it, right? Yeah. And it's hard. It's like, can we watch a Kevin Spacey movie and still like it? <sighs>
2: I can't watch it. I can't watch his movies anymore. And he was one of my favorite actors. Which yeah, but I'm just like nope, that's a bummer. I'm never gonna. I'm just never gonna rewatch any of his movies. Kevin Spacey
0: was accused of. Uh... Oh lord. Kevin
2: Spacey uh, did. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the word accused. Kevin Spacey did. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> of sexual assault, basically.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Of a bunch of young men.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty young men. And like I've heard stories about people just meeting him in general and him having a very sexual and uh, like oh like touchy-feely relationship with strange, like even st- meeting strangers so like i'm not surprised by it at all but sucks a lot cuz a lot of people liked him
2: he was one of um like the biggest a-list celebrities that came out during like um like the beginning of the me the me too movement i would say um that people Can- were like really upset about
0: Well, and when you say came out, you mean, like, what was...
2: Okay. Uh, No, I I mean both. Because he he did come out. It came out that that this happened. And also, he came out and said that he is gay and used that to defend Uh. his violent actions.
0: Right. He was was trying to get the community to get behind him when I'm like, of course they're not going to get behind you. Why would they? Yes. But anyway, yeah, so it's, it's a little hard. Off, it's yeah, hard.
2: it's like a little off track, but definitely on track. It's just like, yeah, so like basically it's like it's very different to like watch these movies with a critical lens, which is what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to watch right. these movies with like from a mental health perspective and also a critical perspective. Um, and like, I don't know if you guys listen to the Bechdel cast, but it's basically ruining all of my favorite movies um <laughs> to have to li- listen to it and be like okay yep there were like no conversations between two women in this movie yeah and
0: like at yeah. the same time like that it's hard because like obviously we don't want to sap all the joy from our favorite movies you know like even if the, like we we can still like a movie that doesn't have women talking we can yeah. but we can, we need to acknowledge that and also move forward and do better
1: yes Honestly, I did not know that Oogie Boogie was voiced by a black man. I was just seeing it as nostalgia and how much I loved it. And I also really didn't catch, I think growing up, I really just didn't know anything about New Orleans. I didn't realize that that was like a New Orleans thing and I was rewatching it and I still, like me personally, I didn't notice that. But like now that it's pointed out, I do see that and I can't, and I do see why it's super problematic within Tim Burton's films.
2: Yeah, so I, I d- like. I noticed for the first time ever when watching, when rewatching this for this episode, that like the opening, like the mouth opening that they shove Santa Claus down, that the um, Lock, Lockjaw barrel shove Santa Claus down. The opening to Oogie Boogie's layer is like it's like a black voodoo mask.
0: Yikes! Uh, <laughs> like if you Wait go rewatch second. it, it's a black
2: voodoo mask. It has teeth. It, ha- it has uh, eyes and like a little like flame hair. Like it's a black voodoo mask and i'm like yikes it, it just i just remember like being like a freshman in high school where I'm watching this movie and like loving the movie and gang dogie boogie and being like something feels so wrong about this character and wow, i don't know I've what it is
1: that i've never yeah. paid attention to that before he's like rolling dice and being and like <laughs> it it, it does pull a lot from african wow oh okay uh, I never noticed this. I also never looked at it that hard. I mean, you wanted to enjoy him. <laughs> <I, laughs> it, it, it it's it. not even that I didn't look at it that hard. Sometimes I really just don't pay attention to movies because last night I was watching it and I was definitely like on my phone and doing a bunch of other things.
2: Yeah, but you also like you want to you want to be able to enjoy things. Yeah, like and like everything. Like, yeah. I, like I don't want to like necessarily speak for you but like at, like as a black woman like shit like this is shoved in your face all the time you want to be able to just fucking enjoy something
1: yeah I feel like it, it's not it's a bad thing to say like at some point you get jaded and you're just like
2: <sighs> whatever well there's
1: that but- um, Onion article title that was like <laughs> fe- feminist
0: takes break from being a feminist to enjoy a TV show <laughs> 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 I'm like yeah sometimes you gotta yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I wanted to also, like, move on to talking about how how we view Jack before might be different from how we view Jack now through our older lens. And we think about his actions and the way that he kind of treats the whole culture of Christmas, basically.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's... I'm sorry, but Jack is actually the other villain in this movie.
1: Oh, absolutely he is. That's... When I first started... Well, when I first saw this, he was like out of everyone who was a villain like I didn't see the mayor as the villain but I was like Jack don't do this like he <laughs> while I don't think they
0: um necessarily say say everything he does is okay cuz he you can tell that like they're say, they're saying he's on the wrong side of things when he says things like Christmas is for everyone but most importantly me yeah. you know like <laughs> He's not, uh, okay. We know that the movie's trying to say, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> that's yeah. not true. But it feels like more of a, is he like, isn't adorable. that funny, Jack? Yeah. Isn't that adorable? Yeah. But we're kind of more like, no, that's fucked up.
2: Yeah. Real quick, I didn't think the mayor was a villain. I just, init- my brain, just the second I saw him, thought right. this guy's going to be a villain because I was so used to yeah. bipolar people being coded as villains. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, hundred percent, Jenny, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Right, we, it's not taking us seriously. It's not like a cute mistake. It's a super, it's super
1: traumatic for the kids who that it happened to. That's with a lot of instances in cultural appropriation because all it's doing is causing trauma to the people that it's for.
2: Yeah, like I like I want to see a movie from the real world perspective. Like when I say the real world, I mean you know. The world, with, yeah. where the Halloween, the the uh, holidays visit, like where like these kids are going through like trauma counseling from receiving like a fucking like severed head, to- right. and then and oh then having it replaced with a puppy as if it didn't happen,
0: right? <laughs> and when like especially when normal looking objects turn into like Killer terrifying things, things yeah, you you are gonna like you are gonna have trauma from thinking that. Other things will probably <laughs> turn into things that will try to kill you. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yep. Like the wreath into the snake and like the. Exactly.
0: You're like, oh no, I fucking hate wreaths now. Like, <laughs> yeah. everyone is going to turn into a snake.
2: Yeah. Or yeah. I guess the wreath doesn't talk- turn into a snake. I guess the snake is like around the tree or something. But either right.
0: way. Yeah. Whatever. You know what I mean. Shit like Either way.
2: Yeah. Um,.
0: You're never going to open a present again without thinking, oh, no, there might be a (laughs) severed head in here. (laughs) Like, it's bad.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, let's be clear. Like, Jack is a privileged white man who thinks he could take over anyone else's job and that he could do a better job of it. Yep. And then when he colossally fucks up, he doesn't actually apologize for it. He sings a whole song about how great he is and how, like you know, how he feels bad about fucking up and how he hopes he can, like, make things right before, like, Christmas is over. But he doesn't actually apologize to Santa.
0: Right, and he literally says, just because I can't see it doesn't mean I can't believe it. (laughs) So I don't understand it, but I'm still gonna use it and I'm still gonna wear all this stuff and (laughs) give out presents like I know what I'm doing. It's crazy. And he's
2: still celebrated at the end. Like only a white man could be. No, I'm sorry.
1: Jack, he was not he is not invited to the cookout. All I have to say. Sally could come. I'm gonna say it's Sally. Jack can sit his ass home. Well, basically
0: well he goes, at least he goes back to his lane. <laughs> you know? He's Where like, he should All right, stay. Halloween is what I can do well.
2: Yes. Alright. <laughs> yeah, he just and then, like like the whole town is just like pumping Jack up, like he's a, yes. like it's like a frat party, just like yeah, Jack, you can do it, <laughs> like do that keg stand, like, <laughs> like which he like does on the coffin, like so full of toys. Oh Meanwhile, Sally is just like, oh my god, maybe I can't be with this dude because he won't fucking listen to any type of reason,
0: <laughs> right? And <laughs> like, I find her to be a lot like the Ophelia figure because she's the fortune teller who no one believes and yeah. I, that's such a tragic figure in my in my mind and I'm, and like he, no one actually ever listens to her they just find out from fucking up so badly that yeah. they they like realize it you know
2: oh yeah yeah and i wonder if uh, after they like you know get dead people married <laughs> if, if he, like, still is just like, oh, I'm just not gonna believe her, and uh, Ugh, I, I guarantee, I guarantee after they, like, end up, you know, simply meant to be together, he still doesn't believe her premonitions and still pulls this shit. I guarantee. Yes, we have to wait
1: for a nightmare before Christmas, too, to find out.
2: No, I don't need to see that, but... <laughs> <laughs>
1: anything else
2: no but i do like the santa was just like listen to sally you fucking moron
1: (laughs) (laughs) also i mean if you're going to say you can do xyz better or you're going to say i would love to try this why not go to the town and ask before just being like let me do this, because they would have told you from the start. It's so a bad idea. Would he have listened? I do not think so. Absolutely not. I'm talking about Jack. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, um, also, if you're feeling at all like Jack or Sally, maybe seek out some help. Just because if you're in any kind of abusive relationship, like Sally was for the majority of her, or from the beginning of her life, because she was created by Doctor Finkelstein, there are services out there that will help you gain financial stability, independence, and ways to get away from your abuser so that way – like, they set it up so that way you are independent on your own and you don't have to go back because they do hold that power over you. That's the reason why they keep getting you to come back.
2: For real. Um, Yeah. Yeah, which is why Halloween Town's a problem because it's a true patriarchy where the only doctor is a man – the mayor is ah! a man. The main, like, king celebrity person is a man. Sally has nowhere to turn.
1: Yeah. Really doesn't. I mean, there's the. the, the and there is lady, no therapist. Though. There is no therapist. Sally's the therapist because she's the woman, so she does all the emotional labor. Oh, shit. Yep. Yeah, that's
0: true. Good times.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't. Don't. Do emotional labor for anybody that's not willing to put anything in for you. Tell them to fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's <laughs> fine. That's just my my closing thought is don't put in emotional labor unless they're paying you. Or send them Venmo requests.
2: Or, I mean, if you want to do emotional labor for people, you can. But Usually, yeah. But ma- Usually ma- make, make, it, make your boundaries clear. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll get real tired real fast.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment to subscribe, review, and rate us. It's the easiest way to help support our podcast. This week's review comes from S-Z-D-Z-S.
1: <laughs> I um, thought that was SIDS.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, She says, these folks are a gem to listen to. This is such a super interesting niche of pop culture to discuss, and the hosts do a wonderful job of tackling these issues. I'm also always happy to hear more from fellow WOCs.
2: If you want to chat with us about the episode, our social medias are Fandom and Wellness on Instagram.
1: Fandom and Wellness on Facebook. And Fandom Wellness on Twitter. You can also find me at Classy Rebel Design on Instagram. And me at the Box of Shadows.
2: And me at Little Petal, All on Instagram. Uh,
0: and if you want bonus content, you can join our fandom family at patreon.com/slash fandom and wellness for Patreon exclusive geek sessions.
1: And remember, be kind and take no
2: shit. From Scrawny White Boys.
1: Nice job, Bone Daddy!